If you're looking to create balance, make life simpler, and experience more joy in your motherhood, then Mama, you are in the right place. Join us for honest conversations that reflect both the beauty and messiness of being a working mom. Conversations about mothering, wellness, personal growth, and the business of running your own home. Hi, I'm Sarah Reckman, life coach, social worker, and mom. If you are a mama who is longing for more time, less stress, and to know that you are not alone, then grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's dive in. Today we're going to talk about the S word, stress. Are you feeling stressed these days? I invite you to think about one word or emoji that would describe the stress that you are feeling right now. Maybe it's a volcano emoji, a glass of wine, or the words overwhelmed, never-ending, exhausted, or burnout. Mama, I really want you to know that you're not alone. The world is a stressful place right now, and there are so many stressors and big ones that we have very little control over. One of the first things that we need to do when working towards change is to understand the problem or the thing that we want to change. We also need to bring awareness to it. Daniel Siegel has this cute phrase, and he says we need to name it to tame it. So that's why today we are going to talk all about stress. So we can get a really good, clear understanding of what we're working with here, what this thing is that's affecting our body and our lives so much, and what are some strategies we can use to work with it. So I'm going to start with three facts that you need to know about stress. One, stress is normal, and it actually was designed to play an important role in our survival. Number two, stress is connected to our stress response system. That's that fight, flight, or freeze response. And number three, you can have a healthy relationship with your stress. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. So let's start by understanding our stress response system a little bit better. So in order to be able to manage stress and find balance in our lives, we need to first understand how and why stress is affecting us and have a greater appreciation for our stress response system. Our body works really hard. Now the stress response system is one of the human's oldest and most complicated biological systems. People take entire courses on this stuff. So I'm going to try and break it down in a way just to provide you with enough basic information that you need to have a better understanding with it. So bear with me. This is often how I explain it to the students that I work with. So first, I would like to introduce you to two special parts of the brain, maybe three. The first one is the amygdala, the brain's fear center, and it contributes to the emotional processing. I like to call her Amy the security guard, which is actually two almond-shaped things in your brain. Amy is always scanning for danger and is responsible for triggering the stress response system. When Amy takes over, we call this the hijack or the amygdala hijack. The other one is the prefrontal cortex. This is the front part of your brain, right behind your forehead. This part of the brain regulates cognitive and executive functioning. This includes judgment, mood, emotions, reading social cues, logic, problem solving, language, etc. I like to call this part Ollie the Wise Owl. And lastly, it's stress hormones. 
cortisol, which is a longer-acting stress hormone, which comes from the adrenal glands, and adrenaline and noradrenaline, which are the short-acting stress hormones. So I'm going to explain it by telling a story. I've adapted this from Dr. Nadine Burke-Harris. So I want you to imagine you're walking through a forest and you see a bear. Your amygdala senses danger and sounds the alarm. Your brain sends signals to your adrenal gland saying, release stress hormones, adrenaline, cortisol. This is good. Adrenaline causes your heart rate to increase, your airways to open. It raises your blood pressure and shunts blood towards your skeletal muscles necessary for running and jumping. Adrenaline and noradrenaline are powerful stimulants designed to help you think more clearly so that you can figure out the quickest path to safety. They also create feelings of euphoria, that adrenaline rush that makes you think you can conquer the world. You are physically ready to fight or flight. Now, because we don't want you to stop and think about how big or scary the bear is and the odds of winning, your amygdala temporarily shuts down the thinking part of your brain, the prefrontal cortex. Once you get away from the bear and are safely in your cave, your stress systems are designed to shut themselves down. Your body kind of has like a thermostat. You rest and your parasympathetic nervous system is turned back on. That complex system sounds amazing and is super important for survival when there's a bear in the woods that doesn't like what you're doing. The problem is this system also gets activated when we experience a perceived threat. So not a physical threat, such as embarrassment, anger, vulnerability, and system overload, aka stress. The longer-term effects those stress hormones have on our body are treacherous. Let's look a little bit more closely at what cortisol does. So cortisol helps the body to adapt to repeated or long-term stressors. It raises blood pressure and blood sugar. It inhibits cognitive thinking and stabilizes mood. It also disrupts sleep because you need to be on high alert and a light sleeper if you got a bear in the neighborhood. It does all these things so you can learn how to respond better and quicker. Unlike adrenaline, which can decrease appetite and stimulates fat burning, cortisol stimulates fat accumulation and triggers the body to crave high sugar, high fat foods. Think about famine or storing for when the stress response system is triggered. High levels of cortisol can also inhibit reproductive function. This is why so many women, when they're super stressed, start to notice weight gain or have issues getting pregnant. It also activates the immune system. And in case of injury during the stressful time, if that bear scratches you or you get cut by a branch, your immune system needs to be ready and strong to fight off anything that comes its way. The problem is when we shut off these systems, then our immune system crashes. Have you ever found that the moment you take tough time off work or go on vacation, you instantly get sick? That's because your immune system is finally starting to relax. Did you know that our thoughts alone can trigger our amygdala to feel threatened and trigger this response? This is why mindset work is so important. Our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors 
are so interconnected and generally led by our thoughts. This is the core foundation of CBT or cognitive behavior therapy, which I cover in my other podcasts and in my mom CEO course. So I'm going to give you three simple strategies that you can start using today to combat stress. Number one is affirmations and positive self-talk. Affirmations help us to speak truth and positivity into our lives. And when we have positive thoughts, we trigger positive feelings, which result in us making good, healthy choices. Some examples of my favorite stress affirmations are, this too shall pass. I am a strong woman and I will get through this. I have a good support system to lean on. Stress is my friend. It's trying to tell me something. And I can handle anything that I take one step at a time. Number two is the power of your breath. Breathing is the easiest and quickest way to take that frightened or fight-flight system and turn it off. In order to switch the f- to flip the switch on that thermostat, we need to trick our body into thinking we're calm. So affirmations is one of them. Telling our body, it's okay, we can get through this, I am safe, I'm not physically in danger, I will get through this, and reassuring your body through your thoughts. The next one is reassuring your body through its physical symptoms. And the best way to do that is through deep breathing. Deep breathing is shown to be one of the most effective ways of calming our stress response system. So I'm going to teach you my favorite deep breathing strategy, and it's called rectangle breathing. And I'll put a little link here um, to rectangle breathing as well in my show notes. But rectangle breathing is so simple because no matter where you are, I would say 99.99999% of the time, there's a rectangle. Unless you're in a room with a circular door and circle windows and there's no phone or piece of paper or anything on the walls, which if you're in that situation, you might want to question why I got there. There's a rectangle. So... If you were to think about a rectangle, I want you to think about the bottom left corner. I want you to place your finger on that corner or draw a rectangle starting on that corner in the air. As your finger goes up the left side of the triangle, I want you to breathe into the count of three. So in, two, three. As your finger glides across the top of the rectangle, you're going to hold your breath for the count of three. One, two, three. As your finger comes down the left side of the rectangle, you're going to exhale to the count of four or five. Now, when we're doing deep breathing, we always want to exhale longer and slower than our inhale. So out, two, three, four. And then as your finger glides across the bottom, we're going to hold for three again. Hold, two, three. So if I was to do that one more time, it would be in, two, three. Hold, two, three, out, two, three, four, hold, two, three. And lastly, mindfulness and meditation. When we take time regularly to quiet our minds, we become more present and aware of our inner processes. We are better able to manage our emotions make better decisions, and to be more fully engaged in life. I want to say that again, because I know this is a busy season for all of you mamas out there. When we take time to regularly quiet our mind, 
we become more present and aware of our inner processes. We are able to better manage our emotions, make better decisions, and to be more fully engaged in life. Wow, that is powerful. So those are the three things that I want you to leave with today knowing about stress. Start by changing your thinking towards stress. Start by practicing calming that your breathing. And start by taking moments out of your day. Maybe on your lunch hour, instead of scrolling on social media, you take five minutes and you set a timer for five minutes and you listen to a meditation or you focus on your breath or you sit in the stillness. Because when we regularly quiet our mind, we are better moms, bosses, wives, and friends. I'm going to leave you with a meditation. It's called Leaves on a Stream, and I absolutely love this one. It was created by Hugo Alberts and Lucinda Pohl. I invite you to sit comfortably, allow your shoulders to drop and relax, plant your feet firmly on the ground, or if you're sitting cross-legged, feel the sense of contact between your feet and the seat and the floor beneath you. Now gently close your eyes. For the next few breaths, bring your full focus of attention to your breathing. Notice the feeling of the air flowing in through the nostrils, deep into the lungs, and down into the belly as you inhale. And on the exhale, feel the release of any tension as you let the air out slowly. Now imagine that you are sitting by the side of a gently flowing stream. This might be a stream that you know, or it might be something you create in your mind using your imagination. Maybe there's a light breeze blowing as you sit there, dappled light glistening on the water, and soft green grass beneath you. Imagine the stream however you like. Now imagine that there are leaves floating on the surface of the stream and these leaves are gently flowing past you down the stream. For the next few minutes, see if you can take every thought that pops into your head, place it on a leaf, and watch it go away. Now your thoughts may show up in your mind in the form of words or pictures or something else. However a thought rises, simply place it on a leaf and let it flow by. Do this regardless of whether the thoughts are positive and enjoyable or negative and challenging. Simply place each thought on a leaf and let it float down the stream. If you notice that your thoughts stop momentarily, just continue to watch the stream. Sooner or later, your thoughts will start up again. Allow the stream to flow at its own rate. 
There is no need to try and speed it up. The aim here is to just watch, to observe as the leaves float away. The aim is to allow them to come and go in their own time, to just sit and watch. If your mind says something along the lines of, I can't do this, this feels stupid, place those thoughts on a leaf and let them float by. If a leaf gets stuck, let it hang around. There's no need to force it to float away. Simply sit and watch, as sooner or later another leaf will come along and give it a nudge. If a difficult feeling arises such as boredom, impatience, anxiety, or stress, simply acknowledge it and say to yourself, here is a feeling of boredom. This is a feeling of impatience. Here is a feeling of stress. And place those words on the leaf and let them float by. Now from time to time, your thoughts will hook you and you will lose track of the exercise. This is normal. As your attention naturally wanders, and it will, as soon as you realize this has happened, simply come back to your stream, continuing to place each thought that pops into your mind on a leaf and watching it slip by. Again and again, your thoughts may hook you. Remember, this is normal. As soon as you notice this has happened, simply come back to your stream. As the exercise comes to an end, begin to let go of your imagined stream and bring your attention back to where you are. Notice what you can hear, what you can feel. And when you're ready, open your eyes and notice what you can see around you. Let's take a deep breath in. And out. Now after you complete this exercise, I invite you to get your journal or a piece of paper and reflect on these questions. What did you notice during this exercise? How did you visualize your thoughts? Was it words, images? Did your mind get hooked by any thoughts? If so, were you able to unhook yourself and to come back to the stream? And what type of thoughts did you get stuck on? Was it family, work, personal? Did any negative or painful thoughts show up? Were you able to place those thoughts on leaves and allow them to float by at their own pace? And how do you feel now? Thank you so much, moms, for taking the time to honor yourself and give yourself a moment of quiet and reflection. As I say at the end of my podcast many times, all of these tools and strategies 
are simple. But it doesn't mean that they're easy. The formula that I use in my coaching is mindset plus strategy plus action equals results. And this podcast gives you so many strategies and even some really good mindset shifts. But sometimes we need a little extra help to take action and see that lasting change. If you would like to work with me and get some help so that you can show up in this world exactly as you were created to be and as you dream to be, then reach out and connect with me at sarahreckman.com services and let's work through these things together. Because mama, you are not alone. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. If you'd like to learn more about how I can help you or how you can implement all these things and more into your life to make it simpler, freer, and more abundant, head to sarahreckman.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with someone you think would love it. Also, please leave a review. Your ratings and reviews help more moms like you find this podcast. Mama, remember, you don't have to do it alone. See you next time. I'm Sarah Reckman, and this is the Wholehearted Mom Podcast.